Welcome to the Walla Way. This is Imran Nanlawala, and I'm here with a very special guest, Mr. Habib Qadri, former principal, current superintendent of MCC Academy. He is also part-time staff at the Harvard Graduate School of Educational Professional Development Program. He is also on the Graduate School of Education Principals Advisory Board, founder of High Quality Educational Consulting, and recent recipient of the National Association of Elementary School Principals National Distinguished Principal Award. Mr. Habib, how are you? I'm doing well. So I just listed off a list of different distinctions and awards. Mm -hmm. But before we go into the specifics of those, what what crafted your journey? What led to all these achievements? Uh, for, for me, um, you know, at, at a young age, my father came in 1960 here. So he was part of like uh, the, you know, the community, quite involved. So I, I was... Uh, individual got to see, you know, fought my father in some form of leadership role. Um, and I think at the end, like in anything else, you always, always observe, right? You look at the good, you look at areas that could be improved. And my mom always told me, like, in everything that we do as parents, our people that you look up to look at what the goods they do, try to follow it. And the things that they don't do good, try to learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just, you know, talk back about someone. You can say, okay, this is something I've seen and this is how I could get better at uh, so through time, I think in my journey, even in the education field, it was I used to complain about uh, we had a weekend program, like a faith-based uh, school. And I was like, man, what, what is this? It's a Sunday. It's the Bears game. Like, man, I got, I'm missing every Bears game. This is before TiVo, save, you know, videotaping games, radio, TV, and cell phones. And so I was, you know, really uh, annoyed about it. And my dad said, well, you know, you're complaining. You could be a part, you could be another complainer, a problem person on the side. Are you going to be a a person who's going to be a part of the solution? Mm. So in that aspect of it, I think with that solution, kind of going through becoming a teacher, lower grades, looking at it, trying to make it better, then getting involved more and more. Some some of the youth community services, I think that kind of played out. And then also I played sports. So at a young age, I came like the captain in my baseball team, and then even the basketball team, I became like the captain. So sometimes, you know, my you know my mom says like, look, maybe you have God's giving you some leadership traits. So now it's how you use it and manifest them in a proper way, you know, or you could just use them like okay, whatever, or, or just n- never take advantage of it, or at least uh, help use that in, in in a proper way. So so that happened. So I think with in the education part, working slowly, kind of building, having your own teaching, working the youth, kind of like uh, setting up like the the clubs, and then by high school, I was like the big brother, big sister program, right. and so by my sophomore year in high school, I was like the captain from mm-hmm. for three years. So all these kind of played a big part, and so even when in college, getting being involved in school, like school uh, student union programs or our, our faith based organizations, you know, I got like the vice chancellor student service award like in 1995. Wow. And then, uh, then I, again, uh, and the next year. And then by my, my senior year, someone had vote, uh, voted for the Student Alumni Leadership Award. So it just kind of kind of came into uh, uh, an area. But we know when I went through my experience, there were parts of education. I was a Chicago public school product from mm-hmm. kindergarten all the way to high school. You know, there were goods and there was areas I knew that could be improved. And I always wanted to help out in education. Then also in my own community, I felt there were some goods and things that could be improved. You know, it could be improved. And, I, and, and when we grow up here, especially first generation, everyone likes to complain, like, our elders <laughs> do this, our elders do that. Right. And everyone could have mm-hmm. that. But their commitment and, 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 uh, uh, and dedication is at a high level. And they knew what they knew. Right. They had their limitations. Right. They, whatever they knew, they, they came from different countries, different communities where their, the, 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 their experience is different. The way leadership was there is different from the leadership that of we course. know. Mm. And so how do you blend that? How can you be a connector? So I think that's kind of like 
that whole process. So I, I realized from a personal experience from family right. to in the community, seeing it through from a faith base, getting involved, and then through what I enjoyed was sports. Mm. And that kind of helped out. And so I was like, hey, in all these facets are some forms of skill sets. And I said, well, our duty as now, if I've, I believe in faith, is that it's not just, just to be a, a popular, but how do you use that to help connect others and, and, and moving people forward, so in the education realm, in the sports realm, and in the social realm, right? And so that's why the Big Brother, uh, Big Sister program, or even my own faith, to start like a club, like a Muslim club, you know, in a high school, so maybe, maybe the first nationally, you know, just because I was like, okay, well, maybe we could do this. So that p- played a big part. So one thing that you said was very interesting is even I'm in my 30s now, and I used to complain a lot about the elders in our community. Uh-huh. And, you know, you get frustrated with right. the system. But now being at the stage of my life where I'm at now, yes. realizing that they came here in the 60s and 70s, yes. no support, yes. no infrastructure. Right. You mentioned the limitations in terms of the, the cultural yes. background they came from. Correct. But look at all that they've done you yes. know, in terms of paving the way uh-huh. and really getting us where we're at. Yes. Now, touch, I, wanted, I want you to touch upon something that you referenced earlier in terms of leadership, uh, these, um, being involved with children. Low-hanging fruit would have dictated that you could have gone into a business or corporate background, mm-hmm. made a lot of money quickly. I mean, you mm-hmm. have the chari- you know, the, uh, the charisma, mm-hmm. you have the education. Mm-hmm. What specifically, beyond what you already mentioned, made you focus on education? Um, you know, it, 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 one I think it was it was really huge was my parents were very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. They said, "Look, you know, hey, this is an area that if you have a passion for it, you know, my, my the slogan I use at the at the school mm-hmm. is do your best, God mm-hmm. will take care of the rest." Mm-hmm. But I, I really learned that from my dad. He goes, look, I just whatever you do, you got to try to be the best at it. Can you just, you have to have self-reflection. Like, and one thing re- really leadership is like self-reflecting. Like, you know if you really did your best. Or did you kind of like, just did 50, 70%, right? You don't want to say the <laughs> word, right? But So that's where it's, it's a question. So I think that became a big thing. So when it became, and... I remember I was in the public school sector and I had that. I did some administration teaching in Chicago and Detroit public schools and became an administrator in Chicago Detroit public schools. And the opening came for a private school sector. And I was going back and forth, man. Do I want to? Mm. Right? It's, it's, you know, like, okay, what are, you know, and there's that question, like, well, are people going to think like, man, you know, like, oh, maybe he couldn't get another job, so that's why mm-hmm. he came here. Right. Or, I, I, you know, why are you going to do this? Like, you know, how much situations. Like, I mean, this was a school that went from, in 14 years, seven different principles, mm. right? So you're kind of like, okay, man, you know, do I want to do this, do I not? And then my father sat down and he goes, look, if you feel you can make a change and, you know, we're okay with it, are you going to be okay with it, right? Is your wife going to be okay with it? And I had that conversation. I said, look, do you understand that? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a nonprofit, it's a community organization, and that sometimes it's, it's community, you know, uh, there's a lot more other factors, right? The, you know, the administration hasn't gone well. Financially, they were in difficulty, right? But I took it as a challenge because I could be like that other person on the side, like McMahon, these nonprofits over here, religious-based, man, they don't work mm. well. And I was like, well, or do I just jump in? Because there has not, not been a first-generation jump in yet, mm. right? Everyone's like, okay, everyone they were had were maybe like, you know, professors or someone in education, but not really like education elementary. Right. They jumped in, but they're doing what they had to do. So. Kind of just jump, you know, I was like, look, you know what? Uh, you know, faith plays a big part, right? Because hopefully in, 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 in our faith where, like, when you do good work, hopefully you try to do work, hopefully there's reward here. Maybe it's not often as reward here, but also there's a reward in the hereafter. Right. So that kind of played a big part. I think faith plays a big part in kind of saying jumping into this. Or that self-satisfaction that, hey, look, it's not all about money. It's about just 
you know, a lot of, you know, research shows like most people who are happy are the people who service others, mm. right? You know, it's not always about me, me, me. You could get, we see that all over the world where people just like, they, the, you know, the YouTubers, the money, where they're all on the money, 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 but money after realize doesn't always bring the happiness, right? So you mentioned your father's support, your family's support, and now you've been in this role for some time. Yes. Talk about the impact you've been able to have and, and the institution has been able to have on other children. Mm -hmm. And just talk about that in general. What, what do we see when uh, an educational institution and families actually support their children mm -hmm. uh, in, in pursuing and following what they want wh while giving them some guidance? What, what type of impact can you have? Look, you know, it, it, quite a bit. Like, so I, I give examples, just the whole journey. When I first got in here, I was like, okay, I'm coming to a new a building, seven principals, 14 years, numbers went down, they're like at 175. But that whole summer before, I was like, I like to meet everyone. I met with every staff member. Mm. I met with the whole graduating class <laughs> and say, what did you like? Mm. Give me three things that you thought went well. Give me three things that didn't go well. Mm. And just soaking it in first, right? Because before you want to say what impacts I'm going to make, I need to figure out like what's happening. Right. Right. And so, so just so, so that, and so in, in the sense of leadership, is like, like, okay, before you, you know, a lot of times in leadership, people, what happens when I, when I, when I teach at the university, I work with individuals, people always want to be like, I'm here. I'm the, I'm the big dog. I want to do this, this, clean house, clean house. Research always says the great leaders first come in and say, let me see what I, the landscape, let me see the whole landscape of what's going on, who's there, who the sh movers and shakers are, what the players are, what was great, what was right. not great, what can we keep, what we can't, because you don't want to just do a quick turnaround where people start getting worried. So I think having that information, looking at, at different groups of people, right? So you got your staff, you got your parents that spoke to them. And I think in that adjustments, and so when you're students and you figure out like, hey, you know what, the, the sense of belonging, right? Research shows that one of the big things kids after your basic necessities is to belong to something, to be proud of something. And we can't just be like, oh, you know what, we're just one faith base, you know, that connects us, but how do you make sure that for them to be proud of their faith base, our their ethnicity, whatever it is, I think those kind of challenges kind of came into play, right? Of, of first reevaluating the thing, and from there, kind of seeing like, hey, when you start buying in, and kids feel like, hey, I am listening, and that's the second thing of leadership, is after, look at the landscape, listening, and the third is reflecting on what we just heard, and now slowly implementing. You know, it'd be like the fourth process. And what are some of the results you have been able to achieve through this institution? What have some students gone on to do? Yes. How do they, you know, how do they rank in the state, in the nation? Right. So, so you know, it, it was great. I mean, you know, and you know, winning the award, they looked at one of the areas that they looked at uh, for our award was there was four categories. And so, one of the first categories was they looked at academic success. Mm. And so, you know, from nine, when two thousand two, when I first got here, I started documenting all our scores. We were at 68 percentile as a school nation right. with the Iowa test. Chipped away, 72, 78, 80, 80, all the way down to, I think, 2016, 17, we were at 88 percentile. Like, so we showed in like the, the four, 15 years, slowly as a school, all the documents, and we went from class by class, from that same class, how did they, you know, how, tracking that first grade class all the way to eighth grade, doing every, every class in second grade, 2004, 2005, 2006, just to compare that second grade teacher every year. And it's like, well, do we see patterns? Are we seeing, you know, so using data. So we got kids to do score well. We had, mashallah, now you had from graduating class of four or five to now from 175, we are all the way up to 740 kids. Wow. Mashallah, a lot of the kids who graduated, what's nice is that they've, 70% of the kids at least take some form of honors class in, mm. in the high school level. So we want to show, because a lot of times when you're in private schools, a lot of people, and especially if they struggle, they're always like, and they're always looking for that one thing that right. didn't go right, right? I'm like, okay, and I realize in our faith, you know, sometimes faith, you don't want to brag. But 
But I was like, hey, so people need to know because if you don't know what's going on, <laughs> right. so have that. So we wanted to show that. And even the community uh, impact of, hey, having 20, 30 different after school programs where they could come, parents could, anyone could participate, anyone from the community. And so, seeing that growth, a lot of our kids being leaders and uh, of, of their not, uh, schools that they go to, a lot of our kids, like last year, nine out of the 10 kids got to some form of a selective enrollment program at wow. the Chicago Public Schools. We only had 10 kids who lived in the Chicago Public Schools, but nine of them got into some form of like a Bond Student Scholars program, mm. or they got into uh, Walter Payton. So, you know, uh, any specific uh, IB program. So what it shows is that, hey, kids can have this opportunity, you know, to to do well if they, you know, uh, and putting effort. So I think that became a big thing, success stories. And the other thing is about faith, right? You know, we really want to make sure that you be proud of who you are. Now kids are going to have their challenges. I Man, all mm -hmm. of us go through it. I don't care how, how, what age you are, you're all still going through some challenges. But the idea is that they know who they are and at certain times they're going to make bad decisions. But hopefully, you know, if the shepherd's good to the sheep, even if the sheep gets <laughs> lost, he'll find his way back home. Right. Uh, great, great point. What are now, what are some things parents can do at home to support their children while they're growing and developing. So what would you like to see as a complement to your school at the home? See, see, one of the big things right now, parents parents need to parents. You are in control, mm. right? You know, now I sometimes I get worried that sometimes it's like, you know, we are, you know, the, like the kids become the king, mm -hmm. right? You know, again, we there's two parts. We've had extremes. Some of our uh, first uh, generation, our, our parents were maybe a little bit very strict in some ways. Right. The, the beauty is that anything, it's a balance, right? So I think the idea is academic, like, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, if you don't start your kid at a young age, breaking down five, 10 minutes of their time to start reading, to doing some, even like a worksheet or a packet, then you can't expect a kid at eight, nine, 10, 13 when work gets hard if he does not used to it. If you want your kid to be a person of fitness, then you're gonna have to start at a young age to have better eating habits exercise habits. If you want someone to be also some at least aware of faith, then they need to experience it at a young age. You can't just be like waiting 13, 14. So even education, it's in all these categories that you have to start that process now. They need to see the value where you start reading and you're participating and, and, and reading at home too, so they see that. Mm. Or if you're acting with good uh, character, then they're gonna see good character. If you're gonna say that, look, uh, you know, uh, 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 being fair and being honest when they're, you're buying businesses or you're driving the way you're following, they're gonna see that. So all these aspects of parents is that, look, you have to, if you, all of us want our kids to be better than us. We don't want them to be just like us. They right. want you to be better. And when you have that in mind, then you're gonna have to start saying, I have mistakes. And I want my kids to develop and I'd be like, well, that's the way I was like, you know, I don't wanna tell anyone. And that's <laughs> what the biggest fault is, right? Mm -hmm. And where if you just said, hey, I know, look, young man, I do this, right? You know, you know once my, 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 my wife told my sons, like, hey, stop biting your nails. He goes, Baba did, does it, right? <laughs> I said, you are correct. Mm -hmm. But I said, but, but we want you not to do it. And it was a habit my mom used to tell me. And sometimes when I'm thinking I have that, I said, well, it's the purpose. Not to be like, how dare you right. call me out. Right. To be like, mm -hmm. good point, young man. Da, 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 da. Well, this is what I want you to do. And I think that's where people have that understanding. So that's where that balance of parents is still like, hey, you still have to be, in charge, you need to make sure there is consequences when things happen. You need to look at both sides and just not think my kid can't do anything. Because a lot of people, when they look at your kid, you think it's a reflection of you, so you don't want to look at their faults. Ah. You don't want to look at the faults, and when you don't want to look at the faults, you just let things slide. And that's why we're, it's a cycle over and over. Wow. And that's why I have to, when I looked at, when I dealt with the elders in our community, they came from countries where it's authoritarian. Right. Whoever's, you just say, listen, you just do. Right. 
And back then, the idea of synergy, working together was not there. It was just someone told you someone to do that. Whoever's the loudest, whoever has more clout, that's how it works. So I have to understand that's how they did. That's how they knew how leadership worked. So you learn from it, understand and see how you can develop it. And how do I make it better? Not be like, oh my God, you don't understand. Well, that's how it is. We can't do that. And I think that's that little concept of, uh, of, of really parents understanding uh, these uh, things is quite important. I've been reading a lot about uh, different trends in terms of post-school activities in the household. So mm -hmm. some people say, don't focus too much, like don't give too much homework. Mm -hmm. Instead, focus on family activities, cook sure. together, make dinner together, mm -hmm. eat together. Mm -hmm. What are some trends or, or research that you've been reading recently in terms of what parents should be doing? Like, you know, I, I know that a lot of times you get people like, oh my God, Finland has, you know, no homework policy. Okay, Finland is <laughs> 4 million people, education 300, 98% homogeneous. Everyone, there's no private schools there. Everyone goes to the local schools there. So even if you're at private, you, you're going to support that school. There are going to be numbers, right? Some people are like, homeschooling is amazing. Homeschooling is what everyone does in the proper way. Because there are many people in, in various third world countries who are in, at home school, right? <laughs> right? But that doesn't mean, you know, so, so I think everyone sees like little articles and get all hyped. At the end, there is going to be in anything that we want to be good at. If you're in sports, you're putting extra time. You want an instrument, you're going to put extra time. Singing, extra time. Arts and crafts, you want to be a great painter, whatever it is, extra time. Any field that you want to be good at, comedian, whatever it is, any hobby to any academic math, you could be like, I'm a good, but how, how do I be at the expert level? Is giving more time. Even in reading, a child who reads 20 minutes to 25 minutes extra for pleasure and starts at a young age, by the time he gets to eighth grade, the likelihood of that individual to score in 70, 80 to 90, 100%, you know, 90 percentile is a lot higher significant than a child mm -hmm. who only reached four or five days. There's going to be outliers who are significant. So the idea of this uh, thing, I think is very important that the, in academics there needs to be time, but the idea of also the social interaction with family. Because now kids, it's all about I, I, iPhone, I this. And mm -hmm. so now people are not eating together. They're not communicating. Kids are communicating with, through text to their parents. That's a problem. The downfall of the parent relationship and interaction is there. And so the idea of academics kind of having their place 15, 20, 30 minutes, setting that side aside, and then having the other time, like, just hang out. Because if kids don't see father and mother, and it's so important for girls to have the father's relationship. It's, you know, boys with their mother's relationship. For kids to see the parents got at least, you know, a, a, a healthy relationship. And I think those all play a part. And all of us have our, have our challenges, but it's to understand what should they be experiencing? What can we say it's just an internal issue? And, 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 and not uh, through our own struggles, throw it out on the kids. So I think what's happened is because of that, we haven't seen that, 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 that core of hanging out and playing together. And I know a lot of times, like, well, my dad didn't do that to me, right. so why do I need to do that for them? Times have changed. This this generation has come to a generation they've never known there's a life without cell phones. Right. Our, my faith-based community has never seen where their that faith has been under scrutiny. Mm. Right. This is a generation where they have now access to any information all over the world. This is a generation where a lot of other. Um, Things like drugs, which were not okay now, are okay now. Right. There's a lot different. So you have to change their mentality. Can't be like, I can't, why are they not thinking the way we are? Because their experience is not the same. Hmm. Just like my parents' experience is not the same. I could go back and reflect at it, and as you get older and say, I see. 
okay, I, I, now I understand. I got to do it a different way. They're not seeing that. They're like, what are you talking about? This is how it is, mom, dad. Right? So I think those are kind of the, the challenges. And so the only way we must understand that is to have those interactions, to hang out, play. Don't always have someone else to play with them. You know, yes, if they, you want to play sport, but there are other times just hanging out, playing. And old is gold. I mean, I'm playing Monopoly, Uno. Those are great interaction games, mm. right? Even if that means, okay, find video games and then, you know, play NFL 2K with your kid, right? right. You know, or, or play. So even if for a few minutes, at least they know that with the others, not just like I just bottom the game, which is I understand sometimes you have to do work, but just keeping those things in mind. So let's shift now towards this uh, unique intersection of education, business, and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Why do you think private school enrollment is generally going up and what makes private schools advantageous? I, I think now... The private schools, you know, uh, there, there, there are, you know, there are a lot of times there are a lot of things going on in, in society. Um, I, I myself lived in the inner city, you know, in the city of Chicago, and there's sometimes challenges. Sometimes there's social ills. Sometimes there's um, uh, safety concerns. So you will have some individuals now kind of go ahead and make that concept to go into different private schools, right, uh, for the academics challenges from the safety environment aspect of it then now also for some individuals like in, in our community it's also to have a better idea of who their faith right because they're growing up where their faith might be under attack through media through other groups and so for them to have you know making sure that their kids are comfortable and have a better understanding of who they are because there's so much out there online that you want to make sure that their core information is, is done properly so you'll have people so from the christian faith that once say, look i want my ch- child to have a better understanding of their faith from a judaic or, or a school or a muslim school and then some people might just do an independent school just to like hey i just want the environment in a small cl- uh, setting um a little more, more interaction you know a lot of times the numbers are smaller in the, in the private school and public school and the, it becomes a community school people know who's who and what, what's there they keep an eye on stuff. Sometimes there might be same thought processes. So a lot of those other factors, I think, kind of uh, play why more and more individuals are kind of coming into um, a lot of private or independent schools. And how do you, specifically here, how do you use data and research to uh, impact your offering? So and I think data is very important, right? You know, as I told you when I first got here, you know, a lot of times parents are like, well, they, weren't, they didn't have the trust in the school yet. So the only way to do this, I, you could talk a good game, right? But you know, you know, just like in sports, right? You got have a guy who just talks. I mean, I, I got game, and then when you saw on the court, you're like, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I mean, you're wasting my time. But but so the other ones, you could say we have this, this. So I was like, well, the only way you're gonna prove this, data doesn't lie, right? And it's to bring and saying, let's let's let's. It's gonna be good and bad, but we're all buy in. We're all gonna buy in and say, look, we're gonna chip away, and it's not gonna happen one year. Like you know, it, didn't, it didn't happen in three four years, but every year we grew. And when staff sees it and teachers see it and the students say, like, man, what you've done as a reflection, that's huge. Hey, we went from every year also enrollments increased. We say, hey, 175, 220, 2475, 340. Hey, you know what? We're now we have a waiting list. Let's try to buy another building. Have that. When we saw fiscal responsibility, we were in debt 200000 We paid back the debt in two years. Increase the money. Slowly uh, build. Uh, start a small endowment in five, six years, increase you know, to half a million, save that money to buy this building, you know, giving people uh, scholarships and so on and so forth so they could come to the school. Those are kind of things. And so when people say, well, every reason there was a thing, why we dealt with the, uh, why the stakeholders were important, why people are like, why are you worrying about the stakeholders and not just the teacher? Mm. I'm like, oh, everyone plays a part. So the community was important. The parents were important. The teachers making sure they felt comfortable and they felt respected and they had that because those were a lot of challenges I've seen. And, you know, God's giving me the opportunity to visit about 
70, 80 schools throughout the United States, overseas, you know, an opportunity. And so I went through all this. And so that's why a lot of times my, you know, experience of, um, you, know, go, you know, being in the private sector was like, well, how can I also help other schools learning through my experiences and helping them develop through their struggles and school turnaround and, 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 and school culture to make it better. So based on all your experience traveling overseas, um, what is interesting about now this, this connection of entrepreneurship and education? Because education was usually something offered by the state or offered yes. by big institutions. And I feel that we're now in an era of entrepreneurship, right? Yes. You find a lot of people, even young people, selling things on Facebook, uh, using social media to yes. promote their products. So how can we start instilling these values uh, to our children and what can parents do to shoot, like, my, my thing is this, this is a great model, your, your institution, yourself, mm -hmm. to show that you don't have to go the traditional MBA route, not, not to say that there's anything yeah, wrong with an MBA, exactly. not to say there's anything wrong with a finance or exactly. business degree, but you didn't, you know, you've achieved success without going the traditional route. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and, and, it's, it's, and it's a blessing where I realize, and I try to tell parents, if someone has a passion, and you got a passion, you work at it, and you enjoy it. Because you know, one thing is that if you're happy about, like I honestly would say, I love coming to work. Like, mm. you know, I enjoy the kids. And that plays a big part. And so when that comes and now you have a passion and you enjoy what you do, you want to make things better. So someone else like, yeah, I got this degree because I was thinking of money. Because as I said, money's not always going to bring it right. there. But you got the passion and it's way you could get there. And entrepreneurship, because especially now, there are various ways people learn. And through media, so now you can have something like a Khan Academy where he's like, look, I, 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 maybe I was in a different field, but I enjoy teaching my kids and I'm going to make tape. And it's gone that far. Some people might be having small clips. Even for me, faith-based, sometimes I don't get to go to uh, you know, my, uh, our, 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 our religious institution to get, hear the lecture. But now, if I know I, I got someone I enjoy, maybe lives in another state, but I could listen to them anytime, that has changed the game, right? So now you could get tools, find something. Sometimes it could also be trouble, but if, if someone guides you and you kind of clear through, you have now resources, even for teachers, who's like, well, you know, that's a great idea. I could share that idea. And some people are just kind of set aside and say, look, I'm just going to provide resources, and that's what my tool is. And there's like, there's called like a, I think like a, there's one that's called the teacher toolbox, where this right. just provides all these resources for a certain price. So I think it's great because now people can share ideas, get things through, and they just can't be like, well, this is the way I teach, and that's it. It's like, no, if you want to become better, you want to look. And for me, when I go visit, it's not always I'm telling them. I'm learning from them. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, well, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to take that. Because <laughs> right. if, if, and when someone just thinks like they know it all, that's a problem. Because mm. a kid, you tell them you're always going to learn. And there's no such thing even us as educators. Like, man, I know it all. And when I went to visit 50 other, uh, you know, uh, principals from the other uh, school, you know, in this, uh, this award I received, man, I was like, man, I'm going to soak up all this. And we're like, what do you do here? What do you do here? Like, you know, let me think about this. Because, hey, I'm going to figure something else out. Because I'm going to, you know, fix this or look at this. And I think that's kind of the challenges. So yeah, so the entrepreneurship is that we need to keep going, especially because there's so many different ways and avenues that could be done. You know, using sports to educate, using academics, using the internet to educate, you know, using uh, podcasts, I mean, all these different avenues mm. that we didn't have 15, 20 years ago. What, what role do you think art plays in education and in uh, molding children? It's the creativity, right? Mm. See, when people think of art, especially a lot of people are like, oh, drawing, <laughs> right? Arts is a lot different, man. <laughs> I call this art media, right? Like, you know, you're looking at it and your creativity. Like, I used to, when I was a young kid, man, I, I, you know, I used to do the small, like, skits, like, in our, in, our, in our 
faith-based program sometimes, right? And, and one of my buddies, you know, he, you know, uh, he's a very famous comedian. We used to do skits together, right? And he's like, man, I'm gonna take this class, right? And I'll, I remember I was talking to my dad, my dad was like, you want to be a jokester? You want to be an educator, right? <laughs> right? You know, but I, then I realized, okay, I could still, I enjoy kids, you know, so I could use that when I'm teaching, right? You know, every, every, you know so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna close it down. What happens, we kind of just shut it down. For me, sports was big. I tell you, if my dad didn't let me play sports, you know, he was a kind of tough guy. That, that was my outlet, right? Because mm. I would have gone, then, then you would have just been like, okay. You would have you know, found something else. Something else, right? Mm. And that's something else would not have been good. Right. So sometimes arts, sport, all these are just other avenues where God's giving us. All of us, in my mind, have talents. And, and now, and it has that. And that talent could still be used in, 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 in the proper channel. It has that, right? You know, and, and I think in a lot of times I always tell people, even when someone's like, well, I want to go into this field because my you know, parents, but, you know, because I think this field might not so you know financially support i'm like okay go in that field still do this on the side until it becomes big and flip over don't shut it down right and i tell parents you can't shut something down that's it's part of them because then it becomes anger resentment and and if, if like for me sports was my big outlet if that didn't happen i mean that helped me be proud of who i am even for me you know from a faith-based perspective right. Right. and also just kind of being social that that because everyone has to have a social connection somewhere and it can't, it can't always just be a faith-based connection. You mentioned the jokester part. Uh, yeah. And then I see on Fridays at your school, there's an assembly. Yes. So for our viewers, can you just tell them kind of what you do? You dress up, you put yes. on a little show for the kids, but they seem to enjoy it. Right. I mean, like for, for me, it's like you want kids to be happy that they come to school. You want them to know that I appreciate them being here in the same way, you know, hopefully they appreciate this edu educators being here. And so on Fridays, you know, we want to recognize kids that, you know, our, our value of our school is called building uh, a value. Uh, the school motto is called building character and developing minds. And we have values every month. But and the idea is for kids to realize, like, you know, on Fridays, we try to, you know, every Friday, each teacher has to recognize one kid, you know, for, you know, just to know about them. So that way, at least one kid set could know that in front of the whole school, at least one time I was there and they knew about what my favorite food was, color, you know, what I want to be when I grow up. So at least people have an idea. That was one. The second thing we try to do is like, look, there are throughout times we sometimes kids get recognized when they do something wrong. Like, man, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, right? And, and that's you know, sometimes the troublemakers are the most popular. And I was like, well, how do we recognize kids for just caught doing well? So I was like, caught doing good. So I'm like, hey, so people, teachers would notice they'll put it there, like in a the small little. There's like the spinner names, and then at the end, at the end on Friday we pick out at least five names. Uh, and say, look, hey, these kids were recognized and they get recognized for caught doing good and they get to spin this wheel and they get able, able to win free nachos or lunch with the principal or, you know, selfie, whatever it is. So I think the whole idea is to kind of get like, you know, these uh, uh, thing. Then the third part is, hey, but when doing this, let's have fun with it, mm. right? Education should be fun. So I'm dressing up. I got costumes, you know, from, you know, I think last week it was a panda to other days I have different kinds of hats. You know, I'm dressed as like a football player. I might dress up like, you know, you know, uh, Dark Vader. I've, I've you know, tried various things, <laughs> you know, uh, Flash, Spider-Man, Batman. And I think the whole idea is for kids to realize that you could have fun while learning, right? So I got their attention. You kind of do it this way. You want them to be proud, pump. And I think when people feel like, you know, uh, hey, you know what, maybe he's the principal, but he's still someone I can approach. And that's very important in, in learning, right? That you want someone to feel like, hey, you know, they care about you or, you know, you could talk to them. Because I think when I grew up, man, sometimes, you you know, teachers were great, you know, uh, and then some were really, like, you felt like you connected. And I remember my, my teachers, like, you know, Mr. Earl, he was a cool a social studies teacher. I became a social studies teacher. He hung out with us, played ball with us. 
and he wore, used to wear suits every day. Mm. And I was like, man, I like wearing suits. <laughs> Sometimes you don't realize things, mm. right? You know, Coach Carter, who went and spoke to my father to let me play ball mm. and travel. Mm. I indebted to him, man. Wow. You know, it plays a big part. Like those people kind of play a part. There's religious people who, you know, you know, I've had where they weren't, it wasn't like a scholar. He was just right. like, a, you know, a guy like Dr. Jawacha was in Michigan, like, you know, I was at a camp. He was just a cool guy, you know, neurosurgeon, but just hooped, looked Joe Schmo, but he made connections to me, right? Mm. You know, and there's just individuals throughout, you know, that I've, I've had. And some people who were close by and some people who just came once or twice impact. Wow. Imam Siraj, who just, there's an individual from Brooklyn, just met him when I was eight, nine years old, told me it was a story, and then just, just sat down and just talked to me, shot a basketball for a few minutes. Changed the game. So one, one interaction can do it. Do it. Man. You never know mm. because, like, man, well, okay, you know, they're not, you know, this person's that. And it could be an educator, like, okay, I, you know, this, not all teachers are this way. It could be some spiritual leader, hey, not all, you know, this way. It could be like just, you know, that's why I was like, you know, a police officer, you know, you know, one, two police officer could impact a kid's life in a good way. I gotta yeah. have that. Anything, any individual at any time, you never know. And I always tell kids, you never know what impact you can make at that time. Man, you know, mm. it's crazy. So in closing, I'm gonna give you the last word. What message do you have to the aspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, people who work in nonprofit activism, yeah. uh, irregardless of what field they're coming from? I think you touched upon leadership, collaboration, yeah. sharing yeah. ideas, many things. So what, what, what closing words do you have for them? Man, so I, I think first and foremost, uh, I would say like here's four or five things that keep in mind. One is reflection. You need to kind of reflecting on yourself constantly and looking at what's out there, what's there, you know, if you're going into leadership or entrepreneurship. Second of all, uh, listening. You got to listen to what's going on there, looking at your faults, looking at what, what's good about you, what things you need to improve on. Third is then, and, 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 and when you want to make change, look at it. It's going to take time. It's progress, right? You know, but that progress will have its ups and downs. So you got to have to have patience. But with that patience, the other key factor is to be positive. You got to always, look, you know, be positive. And then, and, um, and then when you have that positivity, and that, that, that kind of get, gets through. And then when you have positivity, you can't realize you can't do everything by yourself. You need to have collaboration with individuals. You could think you're the man, but you could be easily humbled. So the idea of always realizing that you need someone to help you get there and you have good intentions so they don't think like you're just using them. Right. Right. Because some people just use that. that and then people figure this out. But if you want to say, look, I'm growing, but I want you to grow too. That's a key factor. Mm. Right. That's when someone's like, OK, we're all going to buy in this because I, I know what you're trying to do. We're all trying to win. It's not about, I, I, you know, you're trying to win. We're all trying to win. And I think those kind of play a part. And the second thing is there's got and my last thing, I think, which is important, I think, for me just personally, is that there has to be a calling for you. You know, what, what you're calling, what your area is and strength. But then there, there's a, sometimes it could be a spiritual aspect of it, whatever it is, but or whatever you might think, but there's got to be some purpose of why, right? Because when things don't go the right way, you got to have to have that. So, so having good advisors around you and good friends are sometimes faith. If people want to follow you on social media or read some of your works, where can they find you? Uh, uh, you know, our, our school website, mccacademy.org, and now we're updating our host, my personal uh, consulting company, at, at www.hqec.net. So in the, hopefully in the next few months, all our articles, clips, and everything will be kind of um, uh, posted up there. And what, just very quickly, what are some services and offerings that your, your personal company offers? Uh, so we do consulting from teacher workshop, parent workshops, to evaluation of the school, uh, consulting just on leadership. So there are, sometimes I have principals who just call me, hey, you know, what can I do here? Where we just go by phone. Sometimes it's kind of come there. So uh, a lot of times it's on, um, so parents, teachers, administration aspect of it, 
school governance, uh, and even with the board, you know, mm-hmm. kind of having that. So kind of kind of looking at all avenues of the school, you know, uh, just because now I've been for about 20 years doing this and, and been at every stage, you know, so that's kind of helped out from the volunteer aspect of it, from the teacher aspect, from administration to department head to, you know, principal and now superintendent. Thank you so much, Habib. And it's a bless, uh, bless you and thank you for your, this opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. While away, listeners, like and subscribe, leave your comments below, and until next time, we'll see you later.